KO here. Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila, where we are working to inspire positive, radical social evolution by uniting mission-driven humans. I'm so excited today. We are welcoming fitness family into the house, TT Taylor. She is a semi-professional football player. She is an entrepreneur, and she is an all-around varsity human chasing hard things with self-belief and faith. Listen to this conversation if you are looking to get inspired to try something new or do something you've never done before. This is a phenomenal conversation, and be sure to check us out uh, wherever you get your podcast. but go look at TT Social Media now. She's heading down to Brazil to compete internationally, so go follow her on the socials and watch her represent the USA. Let's go. Have a great day, and check us out on YouTube as well. Cheers. Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila with your host, Kristen Olson. Questioning a better way, one gracefully disruptive conversation at a time. Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila. I'm so excited to be here today. We have fitness family in the house. You know, these are some of my favorite conversations. If you listen to Turmeric and Tequila, and this is somebody I actually have the privilege of seeing on the daily most weeks. So it's amazing. She is a longtime athlete, entrepreneur, and current semi-professional women's football player. So anytime she's at the gym, I always feel like I'm back in college and like my fellow athletes are there. It feels like team practice. And those are some of like my favorite days. So I've told her and one of the other players that shows up sometimes it's um it like brings me back. So I love it. So without further ado, TT Taylor. Tamara Tamara wait Tamara. Tamara Taylor. I only call her TT so I don't know. Call me TT. I say these are again like our collegiate practice days. Everybody had a nickname. I don't even know your real name. Don't even know the first name. Absolutely. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks. What's up, y'all? It's your girl, TT to the shore. Yeah, look at that. Staying on brand. If you look at her social media, she is consistent with her branding 24-7. It's authentic. So we've been talking about this conversation for a long time. Um, I think being female athletes, um, competitive athletes, being competitors, being entrepreneurs, um, we've had a lot in common. And like I said, the journey has had some parallels, which is really cool. And this is what I love yeah. so much about CrossFit. It always attracts these super mission-driven varsity humans, regardless of where you're That's coming true. from. Yeah, you show up and you immediately have at least that in common. Yeah. Um, and it's magical. But so let's talk about you. Tell me a little bit about Young TT. Like, how do we get into fitness? Was it in the family? Like, were you guys always competitors? Like, give us the, the young human version of you. Yeah, so... I've been playing sports. I started off playing basketball, softball, and volleyball. And then it switched to just volleyball and softball. And then once high school came about, I kind of dwindled down in sports and got into acting, drama, musicals, and things like that. Um, But we are a competitive family. My dad played football back in college for the Iowa Hawkeyes. My mom was a cheerleader. Um, my brother, he was actually a pretty good player, uh, pretty good player, a pretty good basketball player. Um, and then just naturally we're competitive, we're a competitive family. So we would wrestle around the house or tackle. Yes. My dad would run and tackle us on the bed or something. So <laughs> it was always, it was always something to be competitive about. Always trying to race to the car. Yeah. Everywhere we go, like little stuff like that. So the competitive spirit has always been a thing yeah. in my family and friends and all of that so 
Did you guys do, because the Olympic lifting is very like specific. I would never have crossed paths with it without CrossFit. Uh, and you're yeah. a phenomenal lifter. <laughs> She's incredibly strong. I'm not even going to say for a woman, this human is strong for a human. And if you look at the social media, she's got the videos and the likes yeah. to prove it. Um, but but the only lifting is really interesting because, I mean, unless you're exposed to it as a kiddo or if you cross or something specific, it's hard for it to cross paths. When did you start doing the yeah. Olympic lifts? So 2017, I decided that I was going to change my life. Um, I was 346 pounds. On a good day, I'm sure it was past 350, you know, um, at some point, but 346 pounds, uh, got into CrossFit, let's say probably June or July of that year. And at first I started out just strictly trying to lose weight and I didn't get serious into it, into any kind of lifting until like 2018. Okay. So I'm naturally strong, but I didn't know how to be strong technically until I got into CrossFit. Mm -hmm. um, so I really got into CrossFit really just on the whim of, whew, I'm big and I need to lose weight. I was pre-diabetic. I had high blood pressure, high cholesterol. Everything that was everything was going towards the wrong way. And so I was like, let's make this change. And then it happened to be CrossFit over anything else. So, Close. but I don't know how I'm, I follow I tell people all the time, I'm a creature of learning yeah. and I learned quick that to get stronger, I had to focus on technique. And so when it came to ollie lifting, which I do like ollie lifting uh, more than power lifting, um, because it's so much more technical mm -hmm. rather than just pure raw strength for the most part, um, I found out real quick. Like, okay, so if I pay attention a little bit more or if I get my coach's attention, like, hey, I need some help. Can you come here? You know, um, yeah. it really just kind of stemmed from that where my strength was going up, my weight was going down and the coaches kind of looked at it and was like, we might have something here. Yeah. So it gave me a little bit more attention, you know, um, and I took, took it and ran. Yeah. I really did. Well, what a great uh, metaphor for life. And this is why I love sports, um, sp specifically for our young women, because you foster and learn so many life skills through sports, whether you're a good student or not. I was never enthusiastic about learning in school, because, but I loved sports. I didn't not like learning, but I just, I wanted to play lacrosse. I had another agenda. Yeah. Um, but through that, you're learning like camaraderie, scheduling, time management. I mean, yeah. getting along with people you probably otherwise wouldn't, like so many things. Yeah. And so you're picking up these skills. So like you said, when you're learning and you learn to ask for help and and see how like you can feel when someone believes in you and then you can kind of align with that. These are yeah. really massive like life skills. Um, before we dive into that further, because I want to go down the road, how we got to professional some professional football. I, yeah. I'm always fascinated by the people that come on the show and they talk about the pivot because CrossFit is a really intimidating place to walk into, especially if mean, you've had some athletic background. Yeah, I mean, people are ripped and it's aggressive and it, the, the, the scene is kind of different than a typical yeah. gym. What no, it? it really is. Yeah, I mean, it's really hard to walk the door. But I'm curious, because you were young, 2017. Like, this is early 20s, am I wrong? Yeah, I was... When is... How long ago was 2017? <laughs> six, five, six years ago? Was it? So, yeah, I was strong. like 23, maybe 24. <laughs> okay. So, in my opinion, it was young, younger, but no, that's... But 
that's powerful to have yeah. the light switch. And I don't think anybody really changes until they want to make a change. What was it that made that, that made the light bulb go off? And then do you have advice for people that are in that pivot point right now thinking, I got to make a change, whatever it is, um, yeah. that can help them facilitate in that process? So what, what it was for me was, okay, so I have a thing about doctors. <laughs> and at that time, I had went for a blood to get my blood drawn, to get it tested and all that, because I was gaining weight and we were trying to figure out if there was anything wrong. Um, and I also was trying to get off of any medicine that I could, because I don't like to take it. Yeah, so my doctor good. at the time, she was like, well, you're probably going to be on high blood pressure medicine for the rest of your life. I said, uh-uh. Mm -hmm. I was like, no, absolutely not. That's not a, a thing because at this at that point, I had only gotten on medicine for blood pressure because I had gotten too big. So for me, that was my turning point of, well, no, that's not the case. And it wasn't yeah. the case. And you're not going to tell me that I'm going to be on something for the rest of my life if there's a change that I can make that can make the difference. So for me, that was, that literally was the turning point. I said, mm-mm. Yeah. You're not about to tell me that because... Like it does run in my family, but it only runs, I feel like watching um, like what we eat now or what we ate then, I should say, it's mostly due to diet yeah. more than anything. We move, like my family, my mom and dad, uh, siblings and all that, we were pretty active for the most part around that time. And before our food really is what it is. Um, and I can only say that now because... I've gotten a grip of what I need to eat and don't eat or what I allow myself to eat. And it, each item or each food group does something different. So I can only imagine if I knew what I knew now, yeah. then, and before, I'm pretty sure I could have solved any issues throughout my family yeah. uh, that we were having just simply off of the foods that we eat. Um, and to for anybody else that's struggling with it, it really is a decision. So you decide and you take action yeah I, do, I made the decision i got that information from my doctor and she pissed me off to the point where i said mm -mm, i'm gonna show you yeah that you're wrong because i like to be right i'm the type of person that does like hey. to be right so i'm gonna show you boo like no this is not what we mm, you know you're not gonna tell me that i have to take something that i don't want to take for the rest of my life yeah it was a decision and i acted on it and i continue to act on it because it is a, a life-changing thing that's going to be lifelong if I want it to be lifelong, if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, I hope that anyone listening can take that um, that experience and apply it to the world, whether it's about nutrition or lifting or business or family, whatever. Anything. Of, yeah. Well, of just, I mean, I, I don't know if this is a popular response, but questioning authority. I think in 2023 slash forever, you've got to advocate for yourself. No one knows you like you. And especially in, I mean, if we could do a whole podcast on, doctors in the medical field for women, women of color. And I mean, there's massive yeah. discrepancies and there's holes in the game. You have to advocate for yourself. And that's probably one of the biggest things I would tell our young people, regardless of who you are, where you're from, get to know yeah. yourself, your body, your mind, and be ready to advocate for what it is you think you need. Or if you know something's wrong or something's going right, you got to know 
you and and advocate because a lot of the systems are failing a lot of the people and a lot of it we can take personal responsibility and change things and it's unfair because i mean the, i mean imagine like if you had knowledge i know we talk about crossfit like you yeah. know what if we had that as our young selves it yeah. been a game changer not only the fitness but like just the mentality the nutrient all yes. the conversation um but I do have faith in our young people like yourself that they'll say, wait a second, I don't think this is right. What I call like intermittent listening, you know, intermittent fasting. I would say like, kiddos, you don't, <laughs> you don't always have to listen to the boss and the authority um, and, and just question a better way. And this is why I love my fellow competitors because it's like, tell me I can't. And then yeah. just light the fire. We always uh, have to find ways to make things work. Yeah. So with that, it's like, I can't ever give up. Because then I feel like I'll let somebody else make that de that decision would have been made for me if I gave if I give up either yeah. now, later or previously. Like, no, I'm not I'm not gonna suck her into something that I don't believe in. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's you taking your power back. Yeah. And and knowing that it is yours. And this is stuff I wish. Um, again, our, our young people had more access to around these conversations of knowing uh, just about like trusting yourself. And I loved TT just did. We were doing uh, a fundraiser for her trip coming up, which we'll talk about. And it warmed my heart. We she lifted a bunch of weight and I'll let her talk. Really but the, she had a good crew there and there was a, a baby there uh, watching. They were doing little, the baby was doing little deadlifts with dumbbells. I was blown away. Um, but I was just, I had to pause and think like, man, I, I can only imagine like if I, at my zero year old self was around these incredibly strong women seeing this situation. It was, I mean, it really touched my heart in such a cliche way, but it was really, it was, it was like a magical moment for me. No, it was. Cause I turned around like, yeah. and then for her form to have been so good, she's only two. So it's like, okay, she was, so she was are lifting. we instinctually able to do these things? Yes. And our, painted minds make it something that it's not like nobody ever taught her how to do that right and it was and perfect she did it like that yeah oh no that was that was actually really funny 15, was, pound, really 15 pound dumbbells she was dead yeah. at two years old and literally like perfect back perfect shoulders like really knew how her, to do she it she her grip when it got yes <laughs> like <laughs> I, okay, so you yes. watching my videos or something? Hey, <laughs> take credit. <laughs> take credit. It's, it is. It's moments like that, I think, that we all need that, like, give me hope in the future. Because you know our young people are growing up with such a different experience. Um, In in, in the best ways and in the worst ways. There's, you know, social media is a lot. But it, it's, yeah. you know, it's a thing. But anyways, so on that note, tell us, okay, we've pivoted. We've gotten across it. We had this awakening, challenging authority, which I'm always here for. Hence my graceful disruption shirt. <laughs> Um, we're always working on the graceful side. How did we eventually get into women's semi-professional football? I mean, this, I didn't even really know this was a thing until I was out of college. I've actually had one of your teammates years ago on the podcast. Um, yeah. but this is extraordinary to me that you had this opportunity to play football. Yes. Yeah, so I'm originally, originally, let me slow down from <laughs> Chicago. So Chicago, West suburbs area, um, in Illinois. And so I moved out to Denver, in 2021. So it's two years now I've been out here. And so my friend who is was out here introduced me to the football team. And that's basically how that happened. I never knew anything about women's football, like zero knowledge. Didn't know that there was a thing, didn't know there was- And you never played. You never, never played football? No, okay. 
never played football. I just watched it and was like, oh, they scored, you know, like, or oh, that was a big hit, you know. So it was just yeah. like very surface level knowledge of football. Um, and then I came out here, I tried out for the Mile High Blade, and the rest was history, which led to other opportunities. Um, last year, actually, we won our championship game. Hey, brag about Ooh. it. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Man, that was the wildest, funnest, most draining experience I could have ever went through well, physically. Tell us a little, because here's the thing. I want people to know um, you guys aren't paid. I know some parts of it are funded, but for the most part, it's you. I mean, there's a lot of time and dedication that goes in and a lot of sacrifice. So it's very, very pure. I I was lucky enough to catch a game and I could see, I mean, some women my age, which is remarkable, my my body would be like, hell no. Um, But just do it. I mean, there's just such a commitment and camaraderie. I mean, it's extraordinary that you could experience this after college because like a lot of us yeah. women like there's no professional opportunity so tell us a little bit about getting into it getting to play and then the championship like the ride and the commitment of it all yeah so my first year um which was 2021 um we went i think six and oh six and no whatever we lost one game that season and we were down a bunch of starters from being injured and things like that um well before before i get into that we aren't paid to play these games. And so the time, the energy, the focus that everyone, including the coaches has to do and put in is strictly based off of what we want, mm-hmm. right? So we wanna win, every team wants to win, but it's a matter of coming together as a team and proving that. We have to prove every game, every practice, Um every whatever you want to do, call it or whatever, you know, we had to prove that we wanted to win. We wanted to be there. So that was my, my first season when it was, was in 2021. We lost our last game. Um, so then that next year, which was last year, 2022, I think a lot of us came back like, okay, because we watched <laughs> the game back and that's stupid. Like, yeah. if I was really like watching the game. That was my, my whole thing. Like, and I know for me as a as an athlete, I want to get better each year. So I, from the time when I first started, I was what pushing three hundred. I was I fluctuated between like two ninety five to three hundred five. Okay. Uh, last year I had gotten down to I think I was in the two sixties, two seventies during that season. So I was quicker. I was stronger because I was uh, back at CrossFit and more focus kind of I mean I lose focus like that but <laughs> yeah you know it has its things and then we had some new players that came in that were just as strong like and I'm talking about linemen so my position um has always been offensive line and defensive line I'm a left tackle or I'm a tackle or a guard you know depending on where they put me and then on uh, defense I'm nose tackle defensive tackle or I've been defensive end as well and now this year, they got me as fullback sometimes. Okay. So each year, like I said, I'm trying to get better. I'm, I want to be used more. So that was the thing last year for our championship game. When I say I was so drained, I played, that was the most I've ever played in a game um, on both sides of the ball. And the experience, we were at the Hall of Fame Stadium in Ohio, Canton, Ohio. Um, we, our season, I don't know what our, 
uh, record was, but it was, I think, either five and one or six and one or something like that. And then we got to the championship and we won by one. Score was 21 to 20. Um, But when I say I was exhausted and I don't like that, I did not like the feeling of being that exhausted when I know I can be used more. Yeah. Like if I could, I couldn't give, I couldn't have given any more of me, which is a good thing, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But also, like, I feel like I could have made a little bit more of an impact. So that's, I think that that might just be an inner battle within myself. <laughs> that might um, not ever go away from one to another, but yes. <laughs> yeah, because I, there were times my teammate literally had to get me off the ground, like, Tam, get up. I'm like, yeah. huh? Like, where, I'm like, where are we? Like, at the last, <laughs> the last 30 seconds of the game. One of my best friends who also plays with me, she goes, um, she was like, Tam, we just won. I said, no, we didn't. We still got like two minutes left. Wow. And blah, blah, blah. And she's like, Tam, okay, just stay on the field. Our offense is about to come out. <laughs> and then I kind of slowed down and looked up at the um, at the scoreboard wow. and I was like, we won? Like, it was, that's how, that's how I would say drained, but like, so in it, yeah, I was and that we were half of us didn't even know we were that close you know what I'm saying so mm-hmm. it was such an experience altogether. and then to be able to have done it with we had like kind of a small team because <laughs> okay. uh, just people couldn't come this year or decided not to play with us this year whatever the case may be and then we it, it's kind of intimidating to see other teams that have like 40 plus people on there and we come like I lo- I'm I felt like we were what's the team in Space Jam? They were the monsters, and we were <laughs> yeah, the yeah. like, well, we gonna make it with these with these yeah. rudeness, rudeness people we got on this team, and we did. Um, and just recently, matter of fact, one of our coaches was like, we won our championship last year because we played for each other. Yeah, literally, it was either this week or last week he said that, and he was like, so this year. Let's also play for each other, but let's also look good while we do it. So yeah. Yeah. I was just trying to mesh everything and bring everything together. But now that was that whole experience was nerve-wracking. It was we had to fight almost the whole game. Yeah. It was great. And it was an experience that will never, I'll never forget. Yeah. So well, it's life changing. And, and the, I yeah. think the glory of sports is it's so heart making and so heartbreaking and there's so little in between. But that's why you play because you play for those you play practice pay do all this for yep. those big wins or like that 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 one minute where things came together. I mean, you play so hard. And I mean, it's so 50 50 on a good day. Yes. Um, that it's I mean, a lot of times you're walking away heartbroken, but damn the days you walk away and you do it. I, it changes everything. And I think that's why you do it. Yeah. I think that's why we do it. Cause some people, <laughs> like my best friend, she's been playing for 10 years. Wow. Uh, there's been, there's another lady that's on the team. She's been playing for dang near, I would say between 15 to 20 years. Wow. I'm just here my third year. Like, okay. So like, what are y'all doing? Cause I know y'all not going to be playing for that much longer, but I still have like a lot of energy because this is actually really fun. Uh, yeah. I've learned a lot about me as a person playing, um, like what I'm capable of mentally, like really that whole championship game was such a challenge. Like, yeah, when I tell you I was mentally like all over the place and the point where, um, 
there was a couple of times I yelled at the coaches because I needed a break or whatever. And I pushed myself to the point where if I said I needed a break, I really probably did. Yeah. Because I was willing to just give everything that game. We were going to win that game regardless. Um, and so there was a couple of times I'm looking over on the sideline like, I need a break. And they said, so one of them was like cracking up. Like, y'all, okay, this person comes in. I'm just like, y'all see me over here? Am I like going crazy? <laughs> like, yeah. Dang. Cause yeah, it was it was just great. But it was we really did play for each other. And I really do hope that we do get more funding, essentially. Like yeah. for me, the best thing for would for us would be that the Broncos would pitch in. Because why not? I mean, we're the winners, Obviously. right? Well, um, we need some winning in that organization in general. I'm a, exactly I'm a born and raised um, Colorado kid, Bronco fan, but let's keep it 100 here. Yeah, co uh, colors are this are the same. Our mascots are similar. Ours just is a girl with like blue flame hair, you know. Hey. Um, <laughs> yeah, she got look, she got itches. So we be sitting here like playing around, messing around with that. But no, seriously, um, it it only makes sense to do yeah. that. Because some teams have taken that yeah. and ran with it. Like the uh, Boston Renegades, they're one of the top teams in the Division One League, in the Pro League. And the Patriots, almost completely, if I'm not mistaken, they pay for their entire season. Wow. So when they fly out to places, they use their private jet or their bus wow. if they have to all drive somewhere. So whatever they're doing, we need to we go need ahead to and move that over here this way. You know? Yeah. Um, just give us an equal opportunity, somewhat of an equal opportunity, because it'll never th be equal at this point. Right. Um, just like basketball, right? Right. It's never going to be equal. However, there are ways to make it where both parties feel equally accepted. Yeah. Well, if one organization has that much money, I'm not even t saying, you know, let's aim for equality, men and women. But the reality yeah. is it's not even equal with women and women right now. If one team is fully funded and they can recruit all these too. athletes, they've got playing, they've got, um, yep. you know, training rooms and like health facilities. There's no way it's equal if one person has all these resources and this other person doesn't. Like, there's absolutely no way. And it's really to accredit you guys all the more for walking away with such a big W um, for it. But I mean, the reality is, and that's that's not equal. And even if you're that big funded team, it's not cool or fun to know that, well, you one, well, of course you did. You have all this extra all these resources and, and resources. Yeah, that that's not even fun. I mean, nobody wants to go play dodgeball with fourth graders when you're a forty year old. Like, let's let's make it a, yeah. a player play a fair field where you know real competition can thrive. So Broncos, yeah. I know you're listening. Um, I I think it's it's huge. Well, yeah. I I was lucky enough to have Ryan Harris on the show a while ago. We were talking about um. Economic literacy, fabulous conversation. Check it out. He's doing a lot of great things. Uh, but he talked about, you know, in their Super Bowl championship team with the Broncos, like you were saying, everybody wanted to win. They wanted to play. They yeah. played together. And money, as we're talking about, is a factor. Like you see, the Broncos have all the money in the world. We've got one of the best quarterbacks ever, and we can't get it together. So it's not always yeah. just about money and funding. You've got to have that yeah. heart piece. And the synergy yeah. comes when it comes together. Um, but I do think the heart piece is harder than the money piece. So I have faith you guys can yeah. find the funding if you've already got the magic. Yeah, no, that's 100% because I mean, we like I said we have to pay we either we do get so we have fundraisers and 
we do like we work at the Broncos games to get some of our fees paid off and then whatever extra money we make there goes to the team like the team pot essentially and then there's another fundraiser we do where it's a bunch of surveys that you can do only do once a year which makes sense um but however much money you raise there goes to the team and then any little like say if a restaurant wants to sponsor or any kind of business wants to sponsor we can get money that way as well and then you have people who can do individual sponsors so say a company wants to just sponsor me right like I like to eat gummy bears. And I'm only saying that because it's right here. My favorite casual ass. My, casual look, ass. my favorite brand is Albany's gummy bears. So if they ever was to reach out, Albany's, I will definitely be um but no. Like if they did want to sponsor me specifically and not necessarily the whole team, that's okay as well too. And then I would be able to say, like, well the extra money can just go to the team or like whatever I don't use, you know, can go to there, whatever the case may be. Um, but then we have, I play for another team as well. So we, there's an all, there's a couple all-star women's leagues as well, where it's different women from across the country that plays on different teams and such where we go to, I'm going to Brazil to play. Tell us about it. Um, no, I'm so excited. This um, is huge. It's huge. It's no, it's, I'm still trying to get over it, but not at the same time um, because it is such a big opportunity. Yeah. Um, I know last year they went to Mexico to play. Uh, we played for, we, I played with some of them last year in September. It's like a Patriots Bowl. So it's really awesome to see that it's growing in other places and that other women in other countries are also wanting to play because yeah. football is not easy. It's really not. And it's expensive. Um, and it is expensive, like between, it's not just we're paying for uniforms, we're paying for uniforms, travel, pads, field helmets, coaches, yeah. fields, the coaches. Um, so it does add up. It's like, it'll be easier for me to just go in. It is, it would actually would be easier for me to probably do just CrossFit, right? For sure. Because it's not as much equipment, as much. Even that's expensive though, still. <laughs> It is like everything, <laughs> anything we do is expensive, but it's like, well, what I can just buy shoes and, and workout gear. Yeah. But then for like football, it's helmets, it's mouthpieces, it's cleats. You got to have the right cleats. Um, so you might go through a few pair, you know, uh, trying to figure out which one's the right ones. You have pads underneath your jerseys and all this other stuff. I'm just like, oh, well, I'm gonna do it though. Cause I want to yeah. play. Yeah, it. Oh. Well, but it is it, good in other countries as well, too. Well, God, what, I mean, seriously, I, again, I, this is why I love the Olympics and, and whatnot, because it puts, well, there's always politics and sports, which we'll save that for another podcast, podcast. but it brings the world together, unified yeah. over sport. And I think it's magic when you get that experience on a team and then you get to go internationally and be, I mean, you might not even speak the same language as some of your competitors, yeah. but you have all this already in common, just showing up to compete. And it's such a leveling field, no pun intended, yeah. of it doesn't matter who you are, where you came from, socioeconomic status, um, sexual identity, like literally nothing matters is you have these major pillars in common. And that's what our world yeah. is. 
Like it provides yeah. a space for us to connect with maybe being completely different, but we already have a massive part of our lives in common. Tell me a little yeah. bit about how important it is to you. Um, Cause we've talked about this. Uh, it's like the mission being bigger than you, but like how important representation is uh, that young women or young men. I, when I got to go to the game, I was almost a little bit teary because I saw all these young boys. I grew up with three younger brothers. So there's a lot like I didn't yeah. get it at the time, but I saw these young boys watching women play football. Like the, it's huge. So tell me how representation and like kind of this mission you carry is super important to you. Yeah, so it's, it's it's to me it's getting bigger each year or each yeah. month actually, um, because I have my nieces and nephews that watch me, and that's really the biggest thing. So at the championship game, they were able to come oh. with one of my best friends from back home. Um, they came and they watched, and any chance I got to see them cheering, I could have cried almost every time, and then like. After the game, we won. They were we were taking pictures and all that. Um, my oldest one, my oldest niece, she was uh, ten, nine or ten. But she wants to play, so I think she's hey. going to start doing flag football soon. And it was just, it was so emotional. I was just like, "You guys care about her? Can I watch replay?" Yeah. And it is a, it is a thing for. One, being a black woman, right? Two, being a black woman playing football. And then I have these little eyes that are watching me give my all to something that doesn't necessarily only serves me. It's a bigger, that's the bigger picture. Like you can fight for things and it's not always going to be just about you, but what you're fighting for is going to include you because you're fighting for it. And so uh, these are the same little ones that have been watching me lose weight as well. So they've seen me at my heaviest, whether they remember or not, but they have seen me at my heaviest. and They've also seen me at my smallest and they've seen me in between. So now it's from, it's going from that to seeing me play football at that high level. Um, My inner child is right now and was during the game, it was screaming. Like little young Tam was overjoyed because one, you never, I never thought I was going to do that, but two, just the opportunity it's presenting for other people, other kids, other moms, sisters, you know, aunts, whoever. Y'all can still do what y'all want to do and still live a life that you want to live. Yes. It doesn't, you don't have to settle one thing for another. Um, the, so the amount of support that we have, all of my friends out here are from the football team. So I haven't lived out here long enough to have made any, well, I made other friends, but I'm saying, I'm saying like, are we not friends? So I need to join the football team. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. But I'm saying like, when, like initially, I got those you. were the women that I hung out with at first. Sure. So the, the support system from the jump of me living here in Denver has always been that like, well, if you need me, you know, woo, I got you or whatever the case may be. We've had some players who had babies and the support is still there. So it's yeah. like one of those things, it's, just, it's one of those unspoken things that you kind of, I think as women, we're naturally nurturers. And so we kind of take each other, take each other under each other, and 
make it do what it do, if that makes sense. But my my yeah. inner child and being able to have my nieces and nephews watch me, um, I think that probably was the biggest thing out of that whole weekend. Cause seeing their faces, like they're really cheering on, like they knew there was like I know the two oldest ones might know a little bit more because the oldest he plays, he also plays football. So he kind of knew a little bit, but they were all looking up like, y'all really think y'all know what y'all talking about? I really, <laughs> like, like I barely know and I'm playing. Like, okay, y'all get to look, cheer me on, please. I need all the energy and some to get yeah. through this game. But it is just there to show. People can, you can really, our minds control so much and we don't know it until you get out of that. Mm-hmm. Like once you control your thoughts, your mind, all of that, everything else kind of falls into place with what you want to, what you want to do with your life. Yeah. Well, um, let's talk about, let's talk about that because I think what you said earlier, I really identified with of each year you get better as an athlete. I mean, I'm 42 and I, I still try and air quoting hang in CrossFit. Um, and it's, and I've, I've not necessarily gotten strong over the years. I mean, I've, I took some time off, so then I kind of got stronger, but nothing like at my, again, air quotes peak, but I've gotten more mentally mature to know how to do, to train smarter, eat better. And also just, I coach for a little while. So that made me a better athlete, but over mm-hmm. time you just understand things more and you learn how to do things better so even if I'm not improving like my mindset's improving you I feel like you got that long before I did um and each year that's that's growing but when did like that really start to flick on of like training smarter versus harder or just connecting more to the game or more as a coach and then becoming a better player like when did that whole pot start to stir honestly that was before football okay so at my smallest I went from okay my little journey, I went from 346 and at my smallest, I was 230. So I had dropped uh, 115 pounds in like probably almost two years, like wow. a year and a half. And it was that last maybe few months before I hit my smallest was when I was the most focused. And I realized at that point that I had so much control over the stuff that I was, the food I was eating, my schedule, um, my workouts, like everything was literally falling into place um, because I had let go of a lot of things that I feel like was was holding me back. So for me, meal prepping took out any guesswork um, of what I had to eat for the day. I ate this food and that was that. So that was how I had the control over what I ate. So then it switched or it didn't switch. Um, working out, I'm a competitive person. So some of my friends who were smaller, <laughs> quicker, had way more um, knowledge of CrossFit at the time. Well, they still do now. So that's neither here nor there. But <laughs> then I was trying to compete with them mentally. Like, okay, I can do double unders. Let's see if I can keep them keep up with like what the workouts that I knew that I could probably push a little harder. I would, but let's say there's workouts with burpees. <laughs> Which are the devil? I love burpees. Okay, let's just keep it there. <laughs> good, 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 good mental switch. Yeah. Yes. Um. But in my smallest, I was so much quicker at them, and it was yeah. just like, oh, y'all better watch out <laughs> hey. because I got I got some of y'all by all these all these all these pounds and I'm keeping up. So that was another thing that kind of pushed, kept me going. And then, um, work, 
Like I was, I've always been a person to be moving around a lot at work. I worked with kids at the time. So when we were there, I would try to make sure I'd be a little extra active or do a little extra activity with them, whether it's dancing or playing tag or we're at the park running around. Um, during that time I was burning so many calories. I was able to eat a little bit more. I was probably burning like 5,000 calories or more a day. Wow. For the last few months up until my schedule had changed. Um, and then that's kind of what everything kind of went to poop. Um, but yeah, then during that, I was just so focused. I was focused on getting the results rather than, no, I was focused on, I don't even know. It was getting results, but I was also focused on performing better. And I know that I have to eat better to feel better so that yeah. I can perform better. And it all kind of was a, a big circle. Um, yeah. Now, once football got into it, I wasn't really caring about anything because I my weight was back up. It was after COVID. So mentally, I've, I've been in a different space since I had gotten to my smallest. Um, but then once football came about, I was not back in CrossFit yet. But football was just another thing like, oh, well, I want to be better. It pulls you so back in. Learn, yeah, so I have to learn the game, which... <laughs> you will <laughs> i will right um i'm actually i'm learning still it's never like i don't feel like i'm ever going to be 100 on it but that's not the here there um i want to be better i want to be faster i want to be stronger but i want to do that not being heavy if that makes sense i feel like my weight was always um prevented me from being my best self okay just in general like now that, now that i've had the experience of being smaller and seeing what my body was able to do at that, um, at that size, I was just like, I have to either get back to that or even smaller. So just imagining, uh, I was trying to keep in the forefront where I was then, because I can't say where I, where I would look like uh, beyond that. But just remembering where I was, how I felt, how I moved, um, just life in general, how much different it was to sleep. Cause sleep yeah. was better, uh, getting up, walking around the house, going up and down stairs, just regular everyday life. I remember the first time I realized how much smaller I was, um, in the car. So I've had my same car from, uh, I wasn't, I was about my smallest when I got my car right now. And so I was kind of like, I'm so much space in here. Yeah. Like I can reach down. Uh, by my feet and grab something if it falls without feeling like my insides are <laughs> about to come up out of my mouth. So, or even can, I can even reach it, like just period. Um, so it was like little stuff like that that kept the motivation going. And before COVID, because COVID kind of changed a lot, um, that was my mentality then was I was more focused on performance rather than anything else like yeah. my body fell into place the weight came off uh my performance at the gym was i was at one of the peaks i can say because i'm kind of I, I feel like i'm going up to a peak right now essentially with at least with weightlifting um but that was one of the peaks for me um in 2000 early 2019 uh, my first my first open I was 2019 my first RX open and for a CrossFit. And 
that was the first time I've gotten toes to bar, the first time hey. I got chest to bar. Um, I don't think there were any kipping head, handstand push-ups, but that, that was the year. Yeah. In I think it's wall walks. Oh, I hate those. No, 2019, like it was strict handstand oh. push-ups. Okay. So I was like super close to getting one of those. Um, it was just, I was so focused on, on performance. Yeah. And everything really did just fall into place at that point. Well, like, I mean, look, it's kind of like one good decision leads to another good decision. Absolutely. And then it's kind of like one bad decision leads to another bad decision. But I like, I mean, in your journey, and I hope everyone hearing this is, and I've certainly experienced this as an athlete and as like a human, and especially as a professional, you can yeah. do it all right. It can be, you know, you got your food logged, your business statements logged, your marketing, you're doing this. And then it's like life happens, COVID happens, yeah. things change. And you kind of go down, you know, this valley of all the wrong decisions. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I think the key is, and tell me if you're good at this, because I, I will always be working on this, but giving yourself grace in it, I think is like high achievers, my varsity humans. I mean, we're, we're usually yeah. the most crazy. There's not a lot of grace because we felt, you know, like, like we're being in our prime and that will always be the comparison. Mm -hmm. But the reality is we can't control that all the time. So I think the magic is giving ourselves grace in those peaks and valleys in a way that we can always get back, even if we're not there right now. Are you good about yeah. that now? Um, now? I'm working on it. Yeah. I um, think it's a constant changing process. I mean, it's all kind it of a fluid process. Giving myself grace with anything. Um, it was hard. So I have I have gotten better at it now, but I used to be really hard on myself. Like, yeah. Super hard. Like I've hit a couple of depressions between um, so in 2019, I had hurt my back. So I think that was the first time I did not give myself any grace yeah. that I can that affected me enough, right? Um, I remember like it was yesterday. I volunteered at the CrossFit Games in 2019. I came back of of five days of not necessarily working out, but I was volunteering, so we were always on our feet. Yeah, yeah. So we came back and we had to do a three rep max back squat. Oh, so previously the six weeks before because this is the last week of it through retesting previously i had hit 375 for three rep man right <laughs> so then so it was like <laughs> no i don't i'm still okay. trying to figure out how i was able to do half the stuff but then now it's kind of coming back so i'm just like okay let's we're just gonna deal with it um but then when i hurt myself it was only 310 and it was on the second rep i felt something pop oh and I finished the last rep. So I told the chiropractor, he was like, why? Like, I stood it back up. He was like, why did you do the last rep? I said, I don't know. I think I was working out of, like, Adrenaline. fear. But also, like, uh, I got to do this last rep to make it count. Because um, yeah. I really could yeah. I stood it back up. I could just walk it back to the rack, oh. you know, put it back up. But that was the first time I was depressed for quite a while because I couldn't. I needed help with everything at that point. Yeah. Um, and it was like, okay. Well, athletes yeah. and injury is like, I mean, that's your first point. That was certainly <sighs> my first awakening to things. Yeah. Carry on. It, was just, yeah. it was just like, okay. After like looking back now, I could have, no, I couldn't have done anything differently. I feel like I don't, I wouldn't want to have changed anything of how I did it, but yeah. moving on, I know that the grace that I have to give myself is because I am doing a lot. 
um, it is a lot. And I have to remember my being, my strength, <laughs> the numbers that I lift is not normal. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> in the best way. Part, yeah. in the best way. So it's not normal. And so when I think about it, it's like, dude, even you pulling back, it's still a lot. <laughs> Dude, 310. My, at my peak, when we were working with like Paul Flesher, like one of the a top Olympic coaches that happens yeah. to be in Colorado, my top, I think, was 275 as a crosser. And there's women hitting 300. But dude, I, you yeah. injured, like you were doing 310. Almost 400 pounds, if you don't know lifting, is a lot of weight for a man, like a fit man yeah. to be doing. Yeah. So as a woman that's not a full-time <laughs> lifting professional, Absolutely. it's unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, it's truthfully unbelievable. Yeah. So that was each time, and I've done it. Yeah. I've hurt myself before, like not before that, but after and each time it, it did get a little bit easier to like get through. Um, yeah. but it was definitely that was like who or just in life, like say something happens and it's like you're so used to doing something one way, you have to remember, okay, let's step back, let's take a look at the bigger picture mm-hmm. and remember that you didn't let go all the way and this is just a little speed bump you know you're going to get over it you're going to get through it just remember you know the why remember your why remember anything that keeps you going forward and that's really the biggest thing that I try to tell myself and tell my friends but sometimes I'll tell my friends and to like I'll give uh some sound advice but don't take my own advice so I have to remember oh, for to sure. my own advice quite a bit. Like, oh, okay, let's stop. Let's breathe. Let's have a, a me day. Let's get the journal. Let's write it out. Let's pray. Let's do whatever I need to do to get myself back to Pam, you know? Yeah. I think that's yeah. phenomenal advice. And you see, um, you know, our high competitive athletes, I was fortunate to play collegiate sports and title nine was a huge piece of my conversation, creating that space for women's sports. Uh, and it's big, but there wasn't a lot of conversation around mental health. And now 20 years yeah. later, I see my top D one kiddos and there's death by suicide. There is p- people quitting when they played their whole life and they're at the peak of their game. Yeah. There's, and it's such, it's a full-time job if you're competitive. Yeah. And, and now, I mean, it's a full-time job for you and you're not even getting paid. Like we weren't back then. And there's yeah. huge commitments. Not a lot of people are talking about the mental training. You've got all this physical lifting, whatever. How did you come up with some of these coping skills? Cause again, at 42, I've had the privilege and opportunity to mostly because of my work, it shoved me in the right direction of like brain yeah. health, mental health. It wasn't really a conversation. So I was fortunate to cross paths with this, but what, how did you kind of get a wrangle on your mental health um, and then develop some of these coping mechanisms um, yeah. that happened? Cause injury, I was just like you, that was my first depression. I tore my ACL. I didn't have lacrosse. So I didn't have an identity and yeah. I was never given those tools. So what was, what was like kind of like the thing that sparked that light and what gave you the tools that you can now implement? Honestly, Starting off, I'm not even sure. Like, I think my support system of the people who knew me the best knew exactly what to do or say to help me through. Because obviously they knew I was depressed. I was not for it. And they didn't like to see me down. Um, So they they did whatever they could or said whatever they could to kind of help me through it i want to say out of it because like we we can only help ourselves out of situations essentially but you have other people there to help you through situations um but nowadays um 
honestly, it really is my faith in God that's helped me get through quite a bit. Um, and actually stay as calm as possible. Because I've had some situations recently that most people would have lost their mind and completely just checked out. And I attest everything and how I've been from a, every situation to my connection with God, because that's really, I have my friends, like my friends are always my support system, mm -hmm. but my connection that I've been able to grow in more recent times, and I mean like within the past year, um, I, it always brings me back, like bring, brings me back to my senses. Like, yes, uh, there's therapy. Yes, I used to go to therapy for different reasons and things like that. But at the end of the day, nowadays being 29 and I have all of these things going for me, I can only attest for where I am mentally to God. Um, that's really that's really it. Like what I'm learning and things like that has, I've been applying to my life and the results have been astronomical compared to what they were before. And that's only the only thing I can attest it to um, is my relationships with people. And then, no, my relationship with God, which then turns into the relationships I have with people around me. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think too, it in, it changes your relationship with yourself. Like everything yes. changes from that point. Cause like you, and I, again, I would say this with all my competitors, mission driven varsity high achievers. And this is never like an elite conversation, like better than worse. Cause we all have our own crazy. Um, yeah. but for us as leaders is, and again, a conversation versus of, of responsibility versus eliteness, but it's, we can have all this good advice cause we've got great experience, but to take yeah. it and to, to absorb it I, is a yeah. other challenge. Um, yeah. and I, and I, I believe that I'm, I'm not traditionally religious, but spirituality, believing in something bigger than yourself, however you package it, I would say God, yeah. universe, Madonna, cause we're the most, um, <laughs> but you just believe in something cause there really yeah. is larger order. And if you pull back, you can kind of see when things get in alignment, when you do mm -hmm. have really like that self-belief. And I, and I mean, and I think when you listen back in this conversation, you hear in your own story, I think one of the most beautiful, um, intertwining lines through all of your journey is that you always deep down had that self-belief you questioned the doctor you got you got yourself around people better than you at football across yeah. it and then you got to their level I mean there was this continuous baseline of self-belief would you agree with that yeah yeah no 100 percent yeah 100 percent because you're just getting started you're I mean you're not even 30 yet <laughs> you better live I will alive be this year, but <laughs> hey with with the people and that's another thing too like with people that I've met through CrossFit then and then now football and crossfit because they for me they go one and they go hand in hand um age really is just a number yeah because some of like back when back home when i was working out with people i was working out with um man well i was able to keep up with the men with weights hey. um and then and with workouts as well so <laughs> they would always i won't say they would always want to pick me but i'll be able to pick them or whatever the case may be like whatever i there was a man there who's like 57 who could outwork out half the younger dudes there yeah and on saturdays it's always partner workouts and so most saturdays it would be um 
a lot of Saturdays, it would be me and him or mm-hmm. me and one of my friends who, one of my close friends, she's super small, uh, super short. And we would, and whenever she would come, we would kind of match a little bit and just work out, like work out super hard. And she was, she's, she actually is 10 years older than I am. And everybody, there was like age, age wasn't anything. Age was uh, just a number Yeah. because the, I would say the older seasoned people that was at CrossFit were dang near better than some of the younger kids. So I'm like, well, I'm going to hang out with y'all because <laughs> not, it's real. not knocking the younger ones, right? Right, right. I'm also, I'm also as it is, so I yes. connected with um, the older ones. But it was just a beautiful thing to see in different people, different backgrounds and things like that. So then come to football, it's almost the same thing. We have a 16, 17-year-old on the team, and the oldest player is now 53. Wow. So it's like, and then everybody else is in between. So, and yes, the fifty-three play, the fifty-three-year-old plays quite a bit. She's a running back wow. or a linebacker. Um, yeah. So it's like age really doesn't matter. It's really yeah. just the like your mindset. It really is mindset, heart, uh, your drive, and your ability to want to do and see better. Honestly, yeah. is what I feel like. Because if I did not want to do better, I wouldn't be better. I wouldn't be still trying to strive for numbers that a year or two ago I would never think I would hit. Like me hitting when I first hit 255 for a split jerk, I was like, whew, I'm not gonna ever do that again. And then here I am, years later, smaller by like 20, 30 pounds from when I hit it the first time, hitting 275, almost 295 for a split jerk. And I'm like, okay, and I and I'm older. So it's like Yeah, yeah. Okay, so age is really kind of just relative, like, yeah, really kind of doesn't matter. It does, but it doesn't at the same time. Um, Experience and wisdom are, are huge. Like, they're huge yeah, players in your it's, tool belt. It's, it's just like, whatever <laughs> y'all can say, y'all can talk about y'all 16, 17, 20, 21 years old. I will outrun yeah. every last one of y'all. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, that's how, that's really how I feel sometimes. So, like, the, the, the little boys that would be at the football games, some of them coach us. Um, and it's funny because when they're there, there's a few of them that do play football now. And so they would go against us. And they're like, nah, I kind of know. Damn, right. go a little easy. Go a little easy on me. I'm like, no, because I need <laughs> I need you guys to make yes. me better. Like, Don't go easy on them. Know? Yeah, no. Yeah, no, no. I usually don't. Unless, yeah. unless like, we're, we're kind of like, mm, whatever the no. day was. But... <laughs> Or I'm like, hey, I need you to test me like on this side. One for me, one side of one, I'm faster on one side than I am on the other side. Okay. Um, so if I'm on the weaker side and or the slower side, I'm just like, hey, just go full speed. Like I need to know if I can keep up and blah blah blah. Because for the most part, the people that the women that we play against aren't gonna be as fast as these boys from high school right. going into college. We know that for a fact because as soon as we as soon as we start to play, there some of them are fast. Yeah. Never have I come into somebody that's as fast as the ones that come and help us. So it's almost like when we do wall balls. I used to do twenty pound wall balls <laughs> all the time. So once we did fourteen pound wall balls, it was like, hey. Yeah. So it's essentially yeah. like the same thing where 
you do better, you practice with better, you practice with faster, stronger people. And then once it comes time to perform, you're ready. You're, you're ready. You're more than ready. So yeah, I love it. This is so, great to have, I think for me, it's great to have different ages, different races, different well, perspectives. I mean, it's perspectives yeah. that you get. And it's about football and whatever, but you're learning things. I mean, about lifestyle stuff. Like I use these people yeah. for windows or I cook this way or I do. Yeah. I mean, there's so many like little varsity pro tips that happen that you don't even know that you pick up along the way. Cause you, we're usually just like around our family and our friends and not a lot of people yeah. leave that nest. But then when you go away and you pick up all this stuff, like your world and your trajectory is impacted by like the smallest things. And it's beautiful. Yes. Yeah. Huge. So it's uh, it's a beautiful thing. Like I know back home, I um, there was a police officer who would work out with us all the time, and back then, my sticker on my car <laughs> was expired for a long time. Was what? It, it was expired. Oh, so I just went. I just was like, well, they ain't pulled me over yet, you know, for it. And so I kind of just kept going. And so he was like, he gave me his card and was like, look. If you're ever in trouble, you know, hey. give me a call. He was like, because every time I come and I see your car, he's like, PT needs to get it together, which I do. Okay. So it's like, <laughs> but thanks. You know, so it's like you really, you really do run into different people. And it's, yeah. I would have never gotten made a friendship or whatever you want to call it with a police officer at that point in my life. Like, yeah. I was just trying to, I was just working with kids and working out. Like, yeah, that's not where I thought I would meet somebody like that. Or like I've met a pilot. This man was probably in his sixties. He flew private jets, different places and stuff like that. Nurses, um, teachers, whoever, like it really opened my eyes. Like, and then chiropractors, there's always a chiropractor or two that would come and work out, which is how I know so much stuff about, that um because some of my friends now like how do you know that well i asked a lot of questions and yeah. i spent a lot of time with these people because we would be there for so long or then like once i got hurt i had no choice but to ask all the questions so it does it opens you up like getting into things like that whether you're trying to whatever your reason is like for me it was just trying to lose weight and then football came later but the principles are kind of still the same. Mm -hmm. um, it opens you up to a world that I would not have been a part of or even thought of if it wasn't for taking that leap of faith. Like, yeah, let's well, do this, really. And I, I think we're taught to, to echo your statements, because I so agree, to like, you know, you go to high school and then you get some sort of degree, you do this and you have, like, there's kind of like this path that like is laid out for us. But the yeah. reality is I think you have to just keep kind of showing up and trust that like the next stepping stone yeah. will lay itself out because the plan really isn't real. Like different things, yeah. like you said, I, I never thought I was going to do this. I mean, if I had a dollar for every time I said, I never thought I was going to do blah, blah, blah. I mean, yeah. we have at least 20 bucks. Um, <laughs> and that's, that's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot in life because you think about like 20 major pivots where I was like, I had no clue this yeah. was next. Um, yeah. But I think that's where that faith comes in. All right, well, we're wrap, we're wrapping up now. Um, TT, I want you to tell us anything that's coming up. Businesses, listen, look alive. You can get involved. You can be a part of a championship team right now um, yeah. for a very affordable price. How do we find you? Tell us what's coming up. Give us the details. All right. So on social media, Instagram, 
I do need to give me a Twitter, but I'm not on Twitter yet. Uh, Instagram, TikTok, you can find me at TT2Strong. So TT, the number two, and the word strong, all in one. Um, and if you want to play football, any women out there, I play for the Mile High Blaze. If you're in Denver or you're willing to travel or able to travel, um, you can look us up on Facebook or Instagram under the Mile High Blaze. Um, but if y'all want to just contact me, you know, you just reach out. Like I have, my Facebook, I have a page on Facebook. Um, it's Tamara Taylor. And the picture is of me and my football jersey. So you might see another one. Um, obviously, I have my personal page and <laughs> that one. But there's a bunch of Tamara Taylors. But for my pro- my professional one, it is Tamara Taylor. And I'm in my football jersey. I think it's the orange pop, white bottoms, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but yeah, if you guys want to come catch a game, it is at five, the Five Star Stadium in North Glen in Denver. Um, and when's the season see, starting? Season starts first game is April 22nd. Oh, so soon. Okay. Everything. Yeah. So it's who next month. Yeah. But we still have, I think it's like 51 days or something like that until our first game. Um, but games are on Saturdays. They usually kick off at seven. I think. Sounds about right. Um, but yeah, so games are going to be on our Facebook page. If, cause I don't know. I know our schedule, but I kind of don't. Um, but yeah, for the Brazil game, the game in Brazil, I think it will be streamed. Oh. So that game is going to be on March 11th. Okay. It should be streamed, but I'm not uh, I'm 100% sure. But I did ask. They said it, they usually are. Um, so I'll be posting that information up soon because... I get to play in Brazil. Like what? Hey. I'm still kind of trippy over that. That's still super trippy. Um, but yeah, I mean, you guys are. Re- if anybody reaches out, I'm usually fairly quick to answer any questions or things like that. Um, if y'all want to come work out, I work come out through. with Kristen at Bladium CrossFit. Let's go. Uh, usually at nine thirty in the morning. Sometimes in the evenings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. but no, nine thirty. Sometimes twelve noon is a good class too. Um, if y'all want to just come watch us die a little bit, that's fine too. But you can participate and die a little bit. Cause they push me. Y'all push me so much. We, we try. Do it, Lauren. I'm like, oh, I don't wow. do You look over and you're you're pressing <laughs> what we're deadlifting. So it's it's okay. We everybody keeps each other humble. I have to get in where I fit in. Hey. If I'm, I, I'm a lifter. I have to push because these workouts. And I was just thinking about that yesterday because I had a break yesterday. But I'm like, I'm gonna make sure I'm gonna win something. So I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna get these, get them on these lifts, and then soon I'm gonna catch them. But well, that's the beauty of the team, the though. Everybody yeah. can kind of do their thing and do what you're good at because no one's good yes. at everything. So that's when you can like get together. Um, yeah. On that note, give us any good advice. For our, I'll say our young people, but really anybody um, that's maybe not even athlete, but that's in the thick of something that yeah. might be on a pivot or it might be challenging. Maybe it's an athlete that's injured or you're pivoting professionally. What's mm-hmm. kind of good advice that you would give to someone kind of looking to make the next step? Hmm. I'm going to say just go for it. Hey. If you're afraid of something, if it's something that's making you question it, um, I questioned a lot and I just did it. And then me doing it answers the question. Hey. Um, 
So I would say whatever it is, fight through it, make the decision that you're going to reach whatever goal it is, and then make sure you do whatever is necessary to reach that goal. It can take, it can, no matter how long it takes, because I've been trying to get down to my smallest weight for since 2017. Um, but the journey, the journey is where we are made. If we were given, if it was handed to us, we wouldn't be these great, awesome people. It's the journey that makes us fight to become better, to want better, to thrive for better, and essentially makes us better overall. So I'm gonna say, go for it, make the decision, go for it, and then make sure you stop at nothing to reach it, no matter how long it takes. Amen. That's what's up. Yeah. Maybe pack a helmet because I agree with you. The journey is <laughs> the journey's real, but that is that's, that's is. the gold right there. Check yeah. out TT. Look at all our social handles. The Brazil game. I'll have this out next week when you're hearing this. So they will be in Brazil. Yeah. So check out her socials. Follow what she has going on. Parents, I so encourage you of uh, boy, of, of young boys or young girls, go watch these women play football and see how extraordinary it is um, to see the, the yeah. people in the audience, the players in the field, the experience is what this world needs. So um, I'll knock you out. Yeah. Hey. I, look real, look. I tell Make people sure. I like to dress up and I look real nice. <laughs> but I'll knock you out. <laughs> Tumor and tequila. There it is right there. Yeah. Real, real nice. That's and then we'll put a spin on it. <laughs> I love it. TT, thank you for your time and energy. I can't wait to see where the journey goes next. Uh, and we, we'll see you at 930 in the gym. Yeah, I'll be there tomorrow. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> thank you for joining Turmeric and Tequila with your host, Kristen Olson. Tune in next time. And don't forget to subscribe on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen.